0: So, you could spend the rest of your life with this verse alone. But I mean, with these three, not even, I mean, the rest of the psalm is pretty awesome. Uh, But, and that was kind of my problem in Guatemala, reading through the 20s, the psalms, um, is because there's so many promises, there's so many qualities and characteristics of the Lord that's there. And the 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 problem with familiar passages is our our brains have already been wired to think what we thought when we read it. We we get stuck in, oh yeah, I remember when you know I heard that message, or I you know I read this and the Lord spoke this to me. So getting a fresh perspective of a a common verse is very very difficult. But somehow or another, uh, sitting with the view of a volcano, I. Uh, was able to see this in in a much different light um, than I ever have, and part of it, and uh, to, to refer back to to Richards' uh, analogy, the Lord, it, it it starts you know, and I and I I think the the Lord. It, it's it's different from the modern colloquialism he was using, but in some sense, until you have completely given your life over and said you're it, and it's not you know it, it's not a master slave relationship, it's you are high and holy, <laughs> and and who am I? It's it's way different, but. The way that this beautiful poem is written, David had spent a lot of time with the Master. And he realized something that is like, yes, that is true. He is the Lord. And I, and I when I have fully given my life completely to him, then I, then I can see the full benefit of who he really is. So he's not just king, master, lord. He's like, he's my shepherd. And he doesn't say he's like a shepherd. He says he's mine. And I was thinking that, that word when I was reading it, first of all, I'm always struck by the lordship of Christ. I really am. Because that's what my life is driven by. The, 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 the fastest way to not drift is to say Jesus is lord you're my number one. Seek first the kingdom and all His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Anything, Anytime we, we we drift from the lordship of Jesus, we will find ourselves not being shepherded by Him. So, this morning, the best thing we can do, I mean, I mean that's what worship's about, right? Saying, you are Lord. <laughs> it's like, you are Lord. I am worshiping you. I, You are worthy of of my life. You are worthy of my song. You are worthy. You, you, yes? And sometimes we just sing. But what we're supposed to be doing in that song is saying, you are Lord. You are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. You are. You are." But then he, he he's knowing that he's owned, which Richard said. It really is. You know, all the sheep are owned by the shepherd. You know that. I, I'm, I'm ready to go off on a story I was telling Jendi yesterday. I was looking in Craigslist for a, a, a fountain for our backyard, for our, for our bees. And, and, and I saw in there, there were some sheep for sale. And, and, and I had, I wasn't thinking about this message at all, but there like, there was a flock of sheep. There were 30 of them and they're 250 bucks. I'm like, well, that's like $7,500. And like, I'd like a flock of sheep, you know, I don't need a flock of sheep, but uh, I thought maybe, you know, rent them out to, you know, mow some people's lawns and all this. This, These are my, this is where my, weird. it doesn't take me much to really get really out there, but then we started discussing it, and we're like, well, how much, how, how much yard would you need for 30 sheep? I was like, okay, looks like we're gonna have to buy ourselves some land, <laughs> and, then, and then we're thinking, well, we're going to need a dog, you know? And anyway, it turns out these $7,500 worth of sheep is going to cost a few million dollars, and so we decided against the concept of becoming uh, owning sheep. Anyway, that just had to, had, had to be said, <laughs> and now I'm completely content to not own any sheep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you thought about goats, yes, I've read that in the scripture somewhere. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, so, so he says, "He is my shepherd," and and that that was the thing is like he makes this connection and and I I think it's not the ownership thing. It's it's it, it's an it's the words of love. When he says, "I'm the Lord is my shepherd. I'm thinking, you know. Often I'll introduce jendy This is my wife. I don't own her, but it's a term of endearment. It's like we we're in this thing together. We live together. We're our lives are completely in love. That's what my shepherd means, right? Anyway, and then he goes he goes on and talks about the the, the shepherd heart of God in the the very first thing, that you don't need anything. And I did put down here, Beth, I put down here, no worries. No worries. If you're worrying, then you're probably not understanding the, the shepherd heart of God today, right? Um, if you're hurrying, you're not understanding the shepherd heart of God because he and and when you get to the the second verse and he says he makes me lie down in green pastures I'm thinking now I went into you know I always go into the, the Hebrew and kind of sort through all that kind of stuff but you don't need to he directs our lives And to make us lie down, this is what came to my mind, to make us lie down in the green pastures, is I don't want to be down in the green pastures. What do I want to be doing? I want want to be eaten. I I want to be partaking of everything that's there. And he's saying, no, I want you to be able to just rest in the abundance without partaking. That's hard. It's really hard to sit there and say, All of this is potentially mine because the shepherd has led me here, but he's not giving it to me yet. He's making me rest instead. Dang. Because doesn't everybody want everything now? All the abundance of God, we preach it, it's all yours. And we want it now, but he says, no, you're going to sit here at my pace. The Lord has his pace of blessing for our lives. And while we're waiting for miracles, he's saying, you're going to have to just lay there. I don't want to lay down in this. I mean, it's better than laying down. You know, could say, you know, he makes me lay down in the dirt. That would be bad. Sometimes we feel that way, right? Anyway, in, in this scripture, and why I, I, I wanted to share this perspective was because I wanted us to be able to get a hold of just the essence of this. Is One, all of God's provision is there. Dean brought, brought that up in his, in his mind too. We always think, I've got to work harder. I've got to do more to get more. And, uh, you know, coming back from Guatemala, you realize that you could actually live with less. I mean, you, you, could, you, you could live with a lot. I mean, you could literally live with a lot, lot less. You could even live with less than they have, maybe. Some people there. But we have raised the bar of what we need so high. That I even can't even imagine. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm, this is a constant conversation in our household. Babe, someday we might have to leave California. And we both say, nah, it ain't going to happen. I'm going to just die here. Now, but why do, why do we want to live here? It has, it has it, It's only because of what it gives us. Right? It gives us sunshine. Cool breezes. <laughs> gives, I mean, it gives us church and friends. We, you know, we always we always default. Well, God hasn't called us away, so I guess we're stuck here in California. Ha, who knew? Maybe He'll send us to Hawaii where we can really suffer. <laughs> anyway, where was I here with this? Uh, yeah. So so the Lord was encouraging me to stop my scrambling and grabbing of something i he has not called me to grab he has promised to provide for my every need and that's in our spirit in our mind will and emotions and physically the reason he makes us lie down is because we're we're rabid we're you know we're we're so busy i mean dean brought it up it's like we can't take a sabbath because if i do then i might fall behind But spiritual people understand that if you don't rest in the abundance, in the midst of the abundance, you're going to fall behind. Okay, Um, so remember I I was talking about taking hold of the promises of God. And so the first promise of God that we see here besides His His presence is His provision. If you're lacking anything, if you're worried, if you're concerned, if you're concerned about the future, if you're concerned about uh natural things, physical things, all of these things direct us to prayer. We because his, pre- his presence is the promise. The Lord is my shepherd. Where's the shepherd? Right, he's right there. He's like, he's, yeah, he's in inside, right? Okay, so I know all of us, it's easy to wander as sheep away from the provision that God has. And we always think there's not enough. God, there, you know, there's, no, there's not enough. And he's saying, I have all that you need. The only thing that you lack, a friend of mine said, is lack. <laughs> That's what's missing. <laughs> so, so don't lack the lack. <laughs> You're full of abundance. Okay. So I wanted to stop. Does anybody feel any lack in your life right now? Maybe you're tired. You're lacking energy. Maybe the future's beating you up. What the Lord did for me, He totally restored my soul. All right, we'll pray about it when I finish, which I am almost done. Okay, then it comes to the—I the, didn't realize it was going to take me so long. <clears throat> it comes to the Lord's pace. The, Lord, the Lord's the one that says stop. The Lord's the one that says go. So for all of us, if you've been feeling uh, in a hurry lately, um, go ahead and, and yoke up with Jesus again. I was thinking Matthew 11. It's a, you know, it says, that you know, take my yoke upon me. If you're yoked up with somebody, you can only go as fast as he's going. And he's not, running, he's not running ahead. Okay. Now, the next thing, though, is he says, he makes me lie down, so he wants to give you rest, right? And then he says, uh, as, as, as Jendi was so, so eloquently saying, he makes me lie down, he leads me beside quiet waters. If you're feeling harried right now because you're not besides the, the quiet waters, is you might be on the wrong path, right? If you're all like, my, my mind's a jumbo. Um, he wants to lead us beside the quiet waters. And then he refreshes my soul. Just, just as, uh, as Leonard was saying, that word to refresh, it means to come back to the way it's supposed to be. It's you know the you know it was fresh then it wasn't fresh now it's refreshed <laughs> it was stored then it wasn't stored then it was restored <laughs> and it literally means to return to you and I know that in most people's spiritual lives there's that feeling of I think I'm on track with God and then there's that times when we go I'm not on track with God <laughs> And the only way to get it back is to say, Jesus, you are my pastor. You are my shepherd. Lead me back. And that's a promise that we can get a hold of. So he restores my soul. And then it says that he leads us. Where am I here? Uh, I wrote too many notes today. He guides us along the right paths for his namesake. Now, when we were on our way to Guatemala, th- this verse came uh, really to the forefront because I don't like change. How many love change? Okay, if if you say I love change, yeah, okay. There's one. There's always there's always some people outside normal uh, <laughs> among us. Um, but the Lord was allowing us to. He was he was he was changing a lot of things all at once. And I kept saying, Lord, I need you to do it this way. Have you ever prayed against the Lord? <laughs> now, you're just praying, going, God, do this and do this and do this. And he's doing this and this and this. And it's like, but, but Lord, I'm telling you. That's why we have to go back to verse 1. I am the Lord. The Lord is your shepherd. And then all of a sudden, I got it. The Lord is leading us, even though things look like they're going terribly. He's leading us on the right paths, even though these paths don't look right. That's a promise. And when I gave myself to, Lord, you're my shepherd, you're leading us, then all of a sudden things started coming back into focus. (laughs) Because a lot of times when our lives are going differently than we want, It's because the Lord's trying to work something into our heart that He can't get any other way. It's going to take disruption, change, or pain. All right. I'm going to end with that. Isn't that a wonderful note (laughs) to end with? No. But here's what I want you to do. Um, We're talking about the promises of God. I want you to embrace these uh, these things and it's the things that, that Jendi was talking about. I want you to, if you need rest, I want you to embrace the rest of God. If you need His leadership, where is God leading me? Um, I want you to rest in God's leadership. If you need restoration, you need to come back to yourself. That's what happened to me in Guatemala. I came back to myself. <laughs> Just I can tell you, it was Tuesday morning. I'm like, oh, there I am. <laughs> <laughs> and and i reintegrated my soul and then lastly uh, if you need that restore and that repair and that re- refreshment this is a promise that's what happens when we get in the shepherd's care so let's go ahead we're going to we i wanted to make this a time of prayer for all of us so let's uh bring our lives before this wonderful shepherd this morning. Lord, we declare you are our shepherd. You are my shepherd. And like all good sheep, we need to be led by you. And Lord, so much of our lives are stuck on trying to control them ourselves, trying to provide for ourselves, whether it's physically or emotionally or spiritually. When instead you say, just come to me. All who are weary, heavy, laden, I will give you rest. When we simply declare, you are our shepherd." You lead, you guide, you provide for us. And so we want to come back to that today, Lord. We need the renewal of our soul. And you bring it. We need your leadership in areas of our lives where we're we're not sure where we're going. We ask you, shepherd, lead us. Where we're worried about our future lead us and show us that you are you are our shepherd we take hold of this promise today thank you for being our shepherd thank you for what you do as our shepherd we ask that you would accomplish your work this week in our lives And show us how you are leading us, how you are providing, and how you are bringing rest to our souls. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, what I wanted, and I I hope you'll walk away with this. Take, Take your sacred reading this week. Give it some more meditation time. Uh, I've found one of my my issues is I'm a hurry to read. I'm in a hurry to read through the Bible all the time, <laughs> and I find that when I slow down, I see a lot more of the scenery. <laughs> so, make uh, make this your devotional this week. Read it over and over and over until God pushes it fully into your soul. Um, I always wish I can just impart what God speaks to me. <laughs> Usually on Sunday it doesn't come out very good, but you get the idea. You get the idea. Uh, but I want you to experience it firsthand instead of thirdhand through me. And uh, he'll do that for you if you take some time. So God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Get people online, love you, and uh, we'll see you soon. And uh, the rest of us, we're going to have some lunch. All right. God bless you. We'll see you. Uh, see you soon. God, have a great week.